Jewish Latin Princess, Episode 21, Julie Starr, Founder of Possibility Life Coaching for Women. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. Welcome back. I'm your host, Yael Trush. Who thinks they would benefit from working with a life coach? I think it's a very valuable experience. And today I get to talk to a very special life coach, a coach who has been doing this way longer than most coaches out there. In addition, you will hear how her background as an activist and as a dance therapist, as well as the challenges she's faced with disease and an unexpected divorce have all informed her work as a coach. I have Julie Starr on the show. Julie is the founder of Possibility Life Coaching for Women. Julie is a graduate of Coach U, where she honed her natural ability to empower women strengthen their self-esteem and teach them the tools and habits necessary to achieve success, self-confidence, and fulfillment. As I told you, Julie originally trained as a dance therapist, getting her degree from York University in Toronto. While working in schools and hospitals, she became acutely aware of the need for positive change in the world and became a respected social issues activist. Working tirelessly to effect change on real issues, she learned firsthand the how-tos of making things happen. She soon became interested in helping women find confidence and joy in taking control and making things happen in their own lives. We talk about failure, success, shame, and Julie has a lot of words of wisdom for women going through divorce. Julie's mission is to help women live their best lives and leave a positive mark in the world. So we talk about women finding their mission in life. That sounds like a big deal, but it can be done. And Julie leads us through that process on a practical level. We talk about loving yourself, something that women tend to struggle with, and stress management, or as Julie calls it, self-management. We talk about fear and what should be our approach towards it. You will love Julie's great analogies and examples and the way Judaism informs her work. And listen till the end because Julie has a great offer for Jewish Latin princess listeners who enroll in her vision accomplished creating the life you love three-week program. After listening to Julie, her loving kindness and wisdom, I know many of you will want to take advantage of the offer. Here's Julie Starr. Star, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. It is such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you, Yael. It's mutual. And it's also thank you for this opportunity to speak to your audience and all the women out there. I am so excited to get to talk to you about life coaching, which seems to be a very popular topic these days. We, we <laughs> This is an, a career that's, you know, coming or we, we see it everywhere. And I'm so excited to get to to fine tune into, you know, what is life coaching and what exactly do you, do you do? You've been doing this for so many years, probably a long, uh, a long time before it became the, the fad that the, the trend that it is today. But before we get to that, 
I know that you have an impressive background as an activist, which is not something that I hear about every day. And I don't think it's trivial to our conversation today because it has probably informed a lot of your approach to life coaching and your formation as a coach. So can we step back a little bit and uh, go down memory lane and tell us about this facet of your life, activism? Absolutely. So it's interesting, everything you said there, it's a lot of information for me. Um, there's such a connection between the life coaching and activism. And um, I just want to comment on that idea that I became a coach in 2002. Mm. And now it seems like every second woman is a coach. So it's really, it's happening. And the reason it's happening, I think, because people want better lives, people want to move forward. And activism, which is something that I've always done, is all about doing making a difference in the world. I think women, as women, we have so much power. And I see it from my mom. Um, you know, I'm 59 now. And my mom was a was a real pioneer. She was a true activist. Mm -hmm. She took me since I was a little girl on, you know, going for human rights rallies, taking care of animals that didn't have homes. Wow. Uh, just a lot of human rights, animal rights, and basically, you know, the Jewish framework, and for everybody who's listening, who's who might not be Jewish, or don't know that term, um, that tikkun olam is about healing the world. It, it's tikkun, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but olam, like a healing of the world. Yes, a repairing. That's right. A, a repairing, exactly. And that's really, we're each here on a mission. I know we're going to talk about that later. But we are here on a mission. Each one of us has our specific little spot of the world, whether it be, you know, just helping your neighbor to go all the way to like, you know, I was fortunate to help get a bylaw passed so that chemicals wouldn't be sprayed in the world. It's like we each have our little corner of activism. And, and as a life coach, that's what I do. I empower women to know because I have been successful, and believe me, you have a lot of failures to get to your success. Mm -hmm. we are, you know, we're in charge of the effort, but the success is from above, and we just, you know, we do our part. So, yeah. You wow. Know, I, wow. Yeah. So do you still pursue the, the activism side? I am always passionate. I am always an activist. Always doing. And always doing. But now my focus is really about helping other women do it find many women don't know you know we have to know what do we want where do we need to put our energy and once we know that you know now I back the women to do it but I'm all also out there I'm really big on the issue of water now because you know for my grandchildren we have to make sure that there is a good clean sources of water in the world so that's my next project. Very, 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 very interesting. And we're going to get to talk about um, defining uh, the mission and women's um, desire to have that very clear for themselves before we even do that. So you have you, you've always been into activism. And in 2002, you became a life coach. But I understand you started as a dance therapist, which is also quite interesting. And I had another guest on the show who also started her career as a dance therapist, Barry Tesler. She was episode number one, actually. Um, so tell us about that. How did that transition um, ended up happening? Okay, so 
I trained as a dance therapist. I worked in a psychiatric care hospital in uh, Israel. Uh-huh. I, I taught creative movement for many years for all my kids' classes and everything. And But therapy is really about past coming to present. Okay. And I, I heard Cheryl Richardson, who's a big life coach on Oprah, she was talking about life coaching, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that's what I do but I, I don't get paid for it. I just have people coming and talking to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And really, life coaching is about present future. So I ended up transferring into coaching. Um, I use my therapy background to help people, and we do go to the past. But I really think that no matter what our past has been, and dysfunctional, it can be any level of dysfunction, and we all have issues. That's <laughs> It's so true. We all have issues. But I really enjoy the work of present future because no matter what has happened to us in our lives, we can have great lives. We can make our lives better, the best. We can move it forward. And we need to look back. But I love life coaching because it's all about, you know, what do I want? How can I get it? And the slogan for possibility life coaching for women, my business is analyze, strategize, take action. So again, there's the activist in me. It's like doing. I love it. I love it. And it's such a Jewish way of approaching life. Uh, As Jews, we are meant to no matter what we've been through, no matter what our past is, we are not defined by that we create our own reality, our own futures, we move forward and we look forward. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Julie, I understand that a significant part of your training as a life coach um, happened as you coached yourself through challenging situations, quite challenging situations. Um, can you tell us about that? For sure. My daughter and I always joke that my life could definitely be a movie of the week. Ooh. I, yeah, it's like, you know, if I was only, I did just write a book, but it's for women whose husbands have left and I'm just on the second draft. But really, I have had so many interesting things happen. I am a true believer. This is a Jewish belief, and and I believe it's for all people. It's that we are a body, a soul, and a psyche. Mm -hmm. And it is our soul that resides in our body. And our soul comes down to the earth for purposes, for, you know, tikkuns, like healings, whatever we want to call it. So I figure I must have had a lot of work to do, and I am here. But I see that also I'm here I've taken my hardships and I am able, I've helped so many women through their hardships with a positive edge. So just if, just to give the audience an idea of what I've been through, just a few things. Um, I've had cancer. I'm diabetic. I live on an insulin pump, which I love my pump. Um, I used to take four needles a day and it's much better to have the pump. Um, my husband, after 18 years of marriage, and of course there were wonderful times in that, and three incredible daughters and just an amazing grandchildren now. But after 18 years of marriage, he decided to leave. And really, I went through a very difficult divorce. Um, I can think of, I've had several operations. I, you know, body, mind, and soul. I've been through a lot. Right. But the reason I'm sharing this is what I want women to hear is that you can never dream 
of being in this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, my per- my persona is just like a kind, and I don't mean that egotistically. It's just who I am, just like you know, la di da, kind mm-hmm. person. But the darkness and the despair that I have gone through in my life has grown me, has taught me, and I don't wish these lessons for anyone. Right, but we don't. I no, not at all. But I live an incredible life now, and I still have certain challenges you know, keeping myself alive every day. But I I choose to live a good life. I have an amazing life. And possibility life coaching is really a huge part of that because my clients are just so kind and wonderful that my joy is to coach them. And they coach, you know, I learn from them. Right. So, you know, life is good. Right, right, right. I, I, it's so beautiful. And yeah, we don't know why Hashem the way he created the natural order of the world is that it includes these little things called challenges that are often <laughs> not so little, but exactly. um, our, our job is not to dwell on that, but just to face them. And, and like, like I said before, just move forward. And it's all about perspective. And, you right, know, and I, yeah, yeah, I just want to say one thing that mm-hmm. I do. I did when I went through my challenges and I do enforce with my clients I don't know if enforce is the right word. I encourage. In life, we have to feel everything that we have. Oh, very I, important. Tell us. So important. When I went through my divorce and, you know, one of the judges asked me, like, Mrs. Starr, why are you being so bullied? He was such a lovely, kind, um, he was a very religious Catholic man. And he said to me that, you know, he used, he spoke about God and he spoke about, you know, he didn't understand. And I'm, I'm not going to go into that part. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we go through these things and tie me back Yale, to the point here. This is where mm-hmm. I'm a little off here in terms of, you know, we go through these life challenges and we don't know why. But we, you know, we need to feel them. Oh, yes. Now I remember my point is to lie down on a wood floor. Oh. I realize, yes, it is the greatest thing for any challenge. Now, why is that? This comes from my dance therapy background. It's grounding. When you're in overwhelm, when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to make it through the next moment, mm-hmm. you must focus just getting through the next second. If you don't know how you're going to get through the next day, focus on this hour and lying down on a wood floor. You can lie down on a couch, but it's not as grounding. It brings our psyches back into the body. It brings us a grounding. And from there, you have to think, okay, now, what's my next step? I love it. it, That is the question to ask yourself in any overwhelm. What is my next step? I I, I love it. I love it. Julie, I understand that you work a lot with women who are undergoing um, divorce or have gone through divorce. And obviously, that's that's a life-changing event where one surely needs to pivot. In particular, one has been married for many years. But aside from the woman undergoing this dramatic change where they have to kind of reinvent themselves now as a single entity, who is or what characterizes the woman who should seek the help of a life coach? Love the question, Yale. And um, immediately it came to me, every woman. Oh, and I'll, yes, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I have the best life coach, Catherine Wood. Everyone, when you have a life coach, it's your time. It's your time to introspect. 
it's your time to figure out what to move on because life coaching, it's all the answers are within you. I mean, we do have outside sources, um, you know, like as Jews, we have the Torah, um, we have different, you know, different guidebooks everyone has, but the answers are within you. So a life coach will, a good life coach will facilitate you finding your answers, supporting you, and everyone needs help and support. I always say my coaching is a mixture of love, wisdom, and information mixed with inspiration, but mainly it's support and cheerleading. Now, I do want to address your question there, which mm -hmm. is women who are going through divorce. Um, I went through mine. I brought my three daughters through with loving care. Um, I always tell women, never diss your ex because people's behavior is always clear, and it's especially clear to the children. So your job is to stay as um, not fake upbeat, but positive, truly positive as possible but women who are going through divorce will have a shame factor now people in different communities have shame i don't mm -hmm. understand it shame is really when you feel less than um not enough you know you're not fitting the norm of the society and none of us really do fit in a box we we are all different we all have issues as i said at the beginning we all have different perspectives on life, and we should be respected for who we are. But women, especially, you know, I, I'm Jewish and religious, so I, when my husband left, you know, I live in a from world, a religious world, and a lot of people just didn't know how to handle it. I knew how to handle it, but I really had to, you know, I go grocery shopping and people say the most inappropriate things. But I just, you know, knew how to, like, let them down easy and just let them know everything's okay, even though maybe it wasn't. But um, so women going through divorce have to practically get through the legal issues. They have to restructure their family. I always say take a photo shoot of you and your kids because you are the new family. My girls and I have a loving, caring home. I mean, two are married now and we're looking for the third Share it, but third her match. But you know, really, it's it's about embracing. He chose to leave, or you chose to get divorced, and now you make this new piece good. Of course, you must process your losses, but you know, life is good as long as you're breathing. And as a cancer survivor. I know the gift of life. Right. You know, if you are breathing, you're so lucky to have the joy, the love, the caring, you know, figure out what brings you joy. If it's a cup of coffee, go to a coffee shop every third day. Um, I also teach a lot about money with my clients and, you know, the, the latte factor. <laughs> you want to save your money. <laughs> but, but, you know, Really, it's about bringing the joy into life. I love that tip of the photo shoot of you and your your family. I'm making that visual of this. Oh, this is this is the so new me. Um, very very powerful. So we talked about a little bit about mission before. You already mentioned it a little bit, and I think as you said, um, women are very mission driven, and I always feel like. Um, there is that need for us to 
be in touch with what our purpose is here to be in the in this world and even even to align what we do for a living with that sense of where we are meant to be contributing I feel like that's how women uh, for whatever reason I feel it's more particular to women than men and so I get this question all the time how does a person find out what their mission is I mean at the end of the day it is a big deal it doesn't just kind of you don't just get a flash of inspiration uh, uh, you know divine inspiration one day and you wake up I know what my mission is so mm-hmm. a, a few people do, and they are, they are the lucky ones. The lucky ones. Yes, yeah. you're right. You are right. A few people do. And I was always very jealous of those people <laughs> when I was a young well, adult. Yeah, y- <laughs> you are on your mission. You are bringing so much goodness to the world through these interviews, through I am. <laughs> your work. And I, I'm just standing by waiting to see what's next. I, 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 I truly do agree with you on that, that I am, uh, I am fulfilling my mission and no doubt, but, mm-hmm. but it's been a journey. And so, so how do we address that? How does a person find out what their mission is? Okay. Well, uh, I'll do a little plug here. I have a three-week course every month, It's and it's called uh, Vision Accomplished. So that's coming up in September. But we'll, awesome. talk about that. we'll talk about that after. But okay, great question. We all have a mission. I, My rabbi, Rabbi Arye Niven, who I go to his Kabura, and he makes it really clear, like, you are unique. You have a mission, and this is how I work with my clients. Now, the mission doesn't have to be that you're going to be on Oprah. That's, I think, sometimes in our society we get mixed up between fame and mission. Yes, you're right. Yes. Your mission is what your soul came down to this earth to do. You are living in a body. You've been given a psyche. I am Julie Starr for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. We will go there, you know, into that next lifetime thing, but it's like, Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not woo woo. People might think, oh, my gosh, she's really off. No, this is just reality. I I sat with my mom when she died and she died all of a sudden on Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit with her for seven hours till. um, And I said the Tehillim, those are special Jewish prayers. Actually, it's, it's Psalms. It's prayers for everybody. And I sat and said the prayers and I really saw and I felt my mom and there, we are here in these bodies for a mission. So back to the mission piece. It's a process. It's personal. Mm-hmm. You are unique. And where passion and the world's need, need meets is often where our mission is. So I'll repeat that. I didn't make this up. Um, a theologian, I can't remember his name right now, but he has a saying, if there's something you're passionate about mm-hmm. and you mix that with there's a need in the world, some it goes back to tikkun olam, where there's a healing, where there's a fixing up can be done. There's also your mission might be, say you have, you're blessed with a child. Your mission is to be the best mummy for him or her that you can be. And when mm-hmm. I say the best, I don't mean you're perfect. Sarah Hunter Radcliffe's work is amazing for getting tips on parenting. She's been on the show. She's episode oh, 20. Oh. 20. <laughs> she 20 or 19, where, I'm not sure. <laughs> she is where to go. So, yes, if your mission is to be a mom, then that is, you know, your mission can be so many things. But how do we find out our mission? Number one, take time. Schedule time in where you can be quiet, where you can introspect 
ask powerful questions. You know, I do body checks all the time. I, I coach from a chair in my study. I put my hand on my heart and my gut, you know, the solar plexus, and this comes from my body work mm-hmm. that I've done as a dance therapist, and I ask myself questions. Because I'm well-trained in this, I get direct hits, and I, I have a process of asking yes and no where I can access and generally, you know, it's been right. I led a 13-year campaign to get pesticides out of my area. A bylaw was passed across Ontario. That's a province in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was part of that work. Many, many people contributed. And every my city councillor said to me, Julie, how are you getting these things to move so fast? And I told her, it's not me. I introspect. I see what's the next step. There, we already spoke about it in the interview, that question, when you're in overwhelm, even when you're going for your mission, what's my next step? But you must take the time to be quiet. You must take the time to look within, to analyze, strategize, and take action. And this is where most women fail themselves. They're so busy. They're so rushing. And, you know, this errand, this return, this, you know... And I want to add to that, we're so busy and we're so rushing, helping everybody else and sometimes not taking the time to introspect, to, to like you said before, do the body checks, be in silence and stillness. Um, so, you know, uh, it, you just reminded me so much of what you said has been said before by Barbara Stani, who was also a guest on the show. She was oh, episode number one. You. And Stanny is just my go-to for financial empowerment for women. Yes, yes. All women should read her books. Yeah, to- absolutely. I am a big fan of her work. And Barry Tesler, also episode number one, she's very big on the body check-in, which you mentioned. So all these and- things are so <laughs> relevant um, to finding our mission and to you know, to dealing with, uh, with our, with our relationships, with ourselves, with our spouses, with our children, with our money, um, right on point. I, I, I really, I really love this. So you said before that point where passion and the need in the world connects, that's your big cue, right? That is often where you will find it. Now, it may not be saving the world. It may not be getting a bylaw passed. Right. It might be just, you know, how do I relate to this person? That might be sometimes our mission in life is just becoming a happier person. Being a happier person doesn't happen overnight. You've got a body, mind and spirit. You've got to coordinate them. You've got to set up your environment so that you can. A big issue for women is loving themselves and there are some things when I work with women that are universal, women from every background, women from different countries, because my business is international, I coach all on the phone, and the themes center around loving oneself, mm-hmm. um, which goes into being gentle with yourself, self-care, finding the time and space for you. Um, a lot of women have anxiety these days. Some people come to me with depression. I, I, because I was a therapist, I identify if something is a therapeutic issue. I have wonderful therapists who I refer out to, but it's their coaching is wonderful if you have depression because 
it's the light. We all just need light. And this is a big Jewish theme also that, mm-hmm. you know, we bring light to the world. We need to bring light to ourselves. And how do we do that? It's through kindness to ourselves. It's through identifying what sparks joy. It's it's through knowing, and it's you have to cultivate this, like even through the darkness, you can have a good life. Yeah. So those are some themes. There's also like stress management, which I call self-management. Oh. Everyone, yes. And I didn't make that up. I, you know, I read so much and I listen to so much. I, I'm like my dad. My dad always was absorbing. He's a doctor and just so much information. And I don't know where I hear everything, but I always try to source it out. Um, but it is self-management. And why it is actually, this might be Kelly McGonigal, but I'm not sure. It's because, and now it's Julie Starr. Um, <laughs> self-management is taking you into consideration. You will never have no stress in your life. If you are living and breathing, you're going to have relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Boundary setting is a huge piece I do with women. And it's like you're going to have issues with people. You might you live in a body, so you're going to have some health issues at some point in life, God forbid, but it happens to the best of us. And, you know, our souls also can be turmoiled at different times, and we have to work things through. So it's self-management versus stress management. Shame is a big issue I see with women, like not good enough. Oh, my body's not good enough. I have a great blog post on my blog, which is on my website, um, which we'll give later. But it's the the idea is that um, what is possible in my life? How can I go for my dreams? What do I want? These are questions women have to ask themselves if you want a better life. Right. If, you know, if you want to really, but if anyone who's here listening to your show, Yael, mm-hmm. it means they're taking time out to make their life better. Yeah. I, you know, this concept of that you said, the stress management, you call it self-management, just re- reminded me about this Hasidic concept of the Sefer Tanya, the book of Tanya talks about of the internal battle between our um, godly soul and our, um, more selfish soul or our more, um, what would be the right word? Animalistic or, um, soul. And that, 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 that tension that we constantly live in, it's, it's a natural tension. Um, very often that's, that's what we're constantly dealing with. And that's self-management of how are we going to act on our impulses or are we going to be able to control our thoughts or speech on our action? So yes, we're constantly striving to manage ourselves and manage our behavior despite whatever battle is going inside. Right. So and I have to, I have to say something here. Mm-hmm. Totally amazing what you just said. And this is a struggle a lot of women have. It's like I use the chocolate cake analogy because I love chocolate cake. I do too. So tell me the analogy. (laughs) All right, here we go. You have a big chocolate cake. You want to eat the whole thing. But your higher soul, your higher self wants to just have a small slice and or a nice slice with a cup of coffee and shine. That's it. But the other part of you is just like, I want more. I want more. Right. I don't, I tell women, be gentle with yourself, uh-huh. love both, love both parts of you Yes. and just say, you know what, honey, like in a short while, we'll be having another piece. 
you know, you want to get to your exercise class every day. If you get there three times a week, celebration is a huge piece of life coaching. Like think of presents for yourself and give them to yourself. You know, we want to be better people. We want to not yell when the kids are just making you insane. We want to do all these things. Just reminded me that Sarah Hannah Radcliffe, whom we mentioned before, and again, she's been here on the show, has this little trick that we can play on ourselves when we're trying to get out of that pattern of not yelling, where we actually make a sticker chart for ourselves. We didn't talk about this in inter- mm. the interview, but but I've read her work enough that that I know about this, where you, you know, you first start with treating yourself and, and you reward yourself for first not yelling during the morning. And for a number of days, I think something like seven days every morning, you just, you knew that you earned that reward, whatever it might be. And then you start moving up till, you know, till the, whatever might be the end of the day or three times a week or whatever it is. But that, that celebration of the little accomplishments of what, what you're striving for, um, in order to improve yourself, but being gentle and realistic with, we're all human beings and we're on a journey of learning and growing, right? Right. Behavior modification and behavior modification with love. Yes. And that is just, you know, I just see too many women beating themselves up. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Julie, let's get a little tactical here. Um, we have this amazing promise from you that to live our best life, to achieve our dreams and manifest goodness in the world. Give us a glimpse of the kind of work that we were I mean you've given us a lot already but can you tell us um some something tactical not all of every not everything you do but some tactical (laughs) tips that we things that we could put into practice to create this life um we love okay so each one of you will be different but there are some basic success formulas that I give out and I'm going to give you two now one is and we've already talked about it Analyze, strategize, then take action. A lot of women will jump into a project. A lot of women will jump into, um, you know, commitments. You know, yes, I'll make 27 meals for different people I know this week. You have to first (laughs) analyze. What is my week looking like? Then you have to strategize. I'm going to have to grocery shop, you know, cook the meals, deliver the meals. I'm just using this as an example. It could be writing a book. You know, you want to write a book. You have to first analyze, has this book been written? Research, strategize, how am I going to find the time and then take the action? So that's one success formula. Mm -hmm. The other, which I absolutely love, it's really about being in the flow. It's by Bill Levesey. Mm -hmm. And it is intention Attention, no tension. Oh. Uh-huh. Intention. And just before the show, I was listening to Karen Drucker's music, which I love. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines in her song is, state your intention with a laser beam of light. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. No matter what despair you might be going through, there is light. And setting an intention, and an intention basically is what do I want? Um, and I, I, I have a, a program, a self-care program that we really focus in on how do you create this intention, but state your intention, then attention is the action. Attention is, 
you know, doing what you need to do mm-hmm. because we live in a physical world. You can't just, you know, I love the laws of attraction, but they are just one piece of God's right. plan. Right. We have to so, take action at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. He expects us. We're in charge of the effort. Our success is not ours. The success comes from the higher source. You can call it the universe, whatever you want to call it. But the effort is ours. Right. So we state our intention. We give attention. And then this is the part where I struggle. No tension, which means let go. Oh, I, I think we all struggle with that one. <laughs> Help me here, it, Julie. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> it, it, Deborah Poneman, I love her analogy. She says, when you order a pizza, uh-huh. you don't call the pizza man 12 times. Like, are you making the pizza? Did you put the mushrooms on yet? How about the olives? <laughs> no, you order the pizza. That's the intention. Then you know that if you're going to a reliable pizza place, they'll deliver the pizza. And that is the letting go. I love that atten- that that analogy. We have the intention. We've communicated to the universe, to our God above. We took care of the part that we needed to take care of. And now we let the pizza shop, i.e. the universe, take care of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So we find our mission or we're on track. We're getting all the hints and we really... Um, we've even drawn a map of how this is going to play out in our lives. How do we keep the momentum going? Or more specifically, I think fear is going to come. There is a side of us that doesn't want us that, that selfish drive, that Yetzirah, as we might call it in Jewish terms, that's going to kind of tell us you're not good enough or are you crazy or, you know, what are they going to think? All the, all that nonsense, that, that nonsense that comes up in our, little internal dialogue and it's called you know fear for lack of a better word how do we deal with it and keep the momentum going okay so a couple of things one we thank it Uh and let it and do it anyway um i think it's susan jefferson has a book on that you know feel the fear and do it anyway yes but and this is a huge but fear is our friend now fear can be false evidence appearing real, Uh you know, that's using, you know, and those are the ones you say, thank you very much and do it anyway. Uh I love Barbara Stanley's work, you know, tell the truth, make healthy decisions and stretch. And when you stretch, you're going to be uncomfortable. Right. When we do something, our next great move, we're uncomfortable. When I had to do deputations for the city council, you know, to say no more chemicals in the world for my kids and my grandkids. Never mind me. It's like, you know, I had fear, but I felt it and I did it anyways. So we have to understand fear is our friend. There are times when you get a gut feeling like somebody's dating. This guy is not for me. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen to that fear. Listen to what your gut is telling you and research. So fear is not the enemy. Mm. Yeah. Fear can be your friend. I like that approach. I really, really do. Julie, not all of your clients are Jewish, but obviously um, your Judaism comes through your work. I, I feel like it's informed so much of your work. Do you think like they appreciate it? Do you feel um, the effects of it? Oh, yeah. I so love all my clients. My, I am so blessed. And I am so blessed because... 
you know, I've had clients who have stayed with me, I guess I'm on my fourth or fifth year in the practice. I started my practice and then I, my husband left and I got cancer and, you know, went through some life challenges, but that was my training. And now I'm back, hopefully staying. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, my clients of every background because we share commonality. Now, what is my Judaism? My Judaism is being a Jew. And what is what is a Jew for me is being connected to the higher source, God. Like there's a saying, a Jewish saying, Enod Milvado, which means there is only God. We are here. We are a spark of God. Within us, we have that, um, we're made in the image of God. It's written in the Bible. And, you know, everyone is made with that spark. And it's also, for me, being Jewish, it's about bringing goodness into the world, bringing light and kindness. I mean, Lubavitch has that huge theme of kindness. And my girlfriend has a phone machine that says, um, you know, fill the world with kindness. So everybody is connected to God, whatever faith you're from. As I said, call it universe, Allah, God, whatever you want to call. And also Judaism is about being a responsible human being. Right, right. Which takes, and you're oh, I was going to say it takes us back to activism, which is like, you know, we are all responsible for our relationships and the world. And I absolutely think that you having that very clear sense of having a sense of responsibility, knowing that you're here to to give to others and to be of the service of others and benefit and have that kindness, that all must be um it just must enhance your relationship with all your clients, regardless of their faith. I, I would think that I, 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 I'm sure it just resonates with all with with everybody, and so I, I love it. I'm, I'm sure they very much appreciate that you're a Jew and living like in the way that you just described. So, Julie, let's have some fun here. I always love to wrap up my interviews with some JLP fill in the blanks. This is a part of the show where I give you an open ended sentence. And you end it with whatever first comes to mind. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I am Julie Starr, and I feel most spiritual when? When I'm in nature. I I just say God's world is incredible. Wow. Wow. My favorite mitzvah or one that I feel most connected to is? Lighting the Shabbos candles, bringing in light. And um, even one year I went to Israel and I forgot I stayed up all day because of the time change, so I would make sure to light the candles. I fell asleep five minutes before candle lighting, and I now light an extra light, but I view it as a positive that I, a rabbi told me that I'm just bringing more light into the world. Very nice. Very nice. A great way to look at it. I love it. My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is? Uh, going to Israel in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, just seeing the the land grow, the Jewish land grow. Isn't it amazing? It's oh. just so amazing. <laughs> Every time, it just it's, amazes me. It's it's hard to put into words. People, I, I'm just, I'm having these cravings to just go back to Israel. It's been way too long. I haven't been back in go, go, 12 go. years. It's just way too long. <gasps> yeah, so I, I have, you know what? I need to have that intention and communicate it to Hashem so that he can take care of that. (laughs) You can do some show there. Take a, make a, 
a video. There you go. Maybe we need to do like a Jewish Latin princess reel over there. A video <laughs> something. I love where this is going. Okay, there we go. We're starting to form a plan. All right. When I give tzedakah, I like to give to? Uh, organizations that do tikkun alam, that make the world a better place. I give to a lot of places, environmental, Jewish, uh, lots of places, but everything that is making the world a better place. Nice, nice. Julie, something I had, I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up is? Okay, thank you, Rabbi Niven. <sighs> I have learned in my Chaburah the truth of our existence, that we are unique, each and every one of us. This is totally from the Torah. The power is in the moment. I mean, I've always loved Buddhist teachings and everything, but it is Judaism. It's the power is in the moment, this moment. You can truly activate change. I love that. Julie, did you grow up in an observant household? No, I grew up in a loving Jewish, um, I was confirmed at Holy Blossom, which is a reform shul. Mm -hmm. And I went to Israel every day and every day, every year of my life instead of going to camp. So I'm, you know, very strongly connected oh, to the land. So a very yeah. Zionistic uh, home. Yes. And also, you know, we had our chicken soup and my grandmother's <laughs> lit the candle. So I had tastings. But you know, certain things I never heard of. <laughs> right, right, right. And finally, I'm Julie Starr, and today I'm most grateful for... Okay, I'm just taking a breath. My eyes are closed. I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be talking to you, Yael, that you have given me a platform to speak to other women. And I'm just grateful for my kids, my grandkids, and just life. Julie, thank you so much. You are so beautiful inside and out. And I am so happy that Hashem made it that we should connect. I, I, I just have to say to everybody, there, there is one wonderful, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but one wonderful thing about having um, social networks and an, an, a business that is primarily online is that I get to meet wonderful women from all over the world and find people whom I connect with so well. And I'm just so happy that we got to connect and you got to come on the show and teach us all about life coaching and what you do. It's really beautiful. Thank you, Yael. And it is mutual. Thank you. So Julie, you have a, a three-week group coaching program coming up and you have an offer for Jewish Latin princess listeners, correct? Yes. Um, I have a self-care program that I run every month. It's called Vision Accomplished. It's three weeks where you're going to be really looking at what do you want? Where do you want to go? And, you know, what is your mission in life? And with that, I will give a complimentary um, private session with me. Mm -hmm. Um for people who sign up within the next week. Oh, perfect. And the it's the course is $199 Canadian, so for American people that's good. Mm -hmm. And um, the value of the session is 150, but it's complimentary just to help you figure personally like what is your vision. That is so awesome. So they get to sign up for the 3 week online course the coaching course and and for free if they sign up um within this week of this show airing so that will be until september 4th ladies they get a one hour consultation with you yes that sounds amazing julie thank you so much i appreciate you stopping by and talking to us it's been really wonderful thank you yael and thank you to everybody out there thank you 
Thanks, Julie Star, for stopping by. Her website is possibilitycoaching.net and you can find her on Facebook at possibilitycoaching.net. Don't forget to check out Julie's coaching programs and specifically her three-week program, Vision Accomplished, Creating the Life You Love. If you're at all inclined to join, may I suggest you do it this week? As in addition to the three-week program, you will get an hour private session with Julie valued at 150 Canadian dollars. Ladies, I've worked one-on-one with Julie before, and I can tell you, in an hour, you will get a lot done. And more importantly, you will be empowered to get a lot done with your life. All this information and more back on jewishlatinprincess.com. You can subscribe there to my blog and newsletter, and you can leave me a message and a suggestion for a uniquely talented Jewish woman that you'd like to see featured on the show. And hey, have you left a review on iTunes? Go for it. Have you shared the show with your friends and helped them hit the subscribe button? We're at over 6,000 downloads, ladies. This is pretty awesome. So keep downloading, keep hitting those subscribe buttons, and keep sharing. Go share the show with the Jewish women you love. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.